Howdy and welcome to the 10-Week Bible Study. This is week three, day two of our study of Joshua. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about Joshua 7, 16-27. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, speak to us, and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to encounter you in your word today fascinate us with your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's go ahead and jump into God's word. we be reading today from the NIV. This is Joshua 7, starting in verse 16. Early the next morning, Joshua had Israel come forward by tribes, and Judah was chosen. Now again, yesterday we talked about casting lots and how that works. It's some form of binary question where it's yes or no. And so the way they're probably doing this is they're having each tribe come forward one by one. Is it Judah? Yes or no? Is it, you know, is it Simeon? Yes or no? Is it Levi? Yes or no? And it's like each time it comes up, no. And then it comes to Judah. Yes. And they do this 12 times and Judah's the only one that comes up. Yes. Okay. So then they have the clans come forward. Is it this clan? Yes. No. Is it this clan? Yes. No. Is it this clan? Yes. No. And, uh, or they could be doing it is one of these clans or however they're doing it. Right. It's probably the yes or no, if it's binary. Um, and so it finally comes to, you know, it, it, it's going to tell us who it is. Verse 17, the clans of Judah come forward, came forward and the Zerahites were chosen. He had the clan of the Zerahites come forward by families and Zimri was chosen. Joshua had his family come forward man by man and Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah was chosen. Then Joshua said to Achan, my son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel and honor him. Tell me, what you have done, do not hide it from me. Okay, so at this point, right, he's found out. They're doing all of this kind of stuff. And what I find interesting about this is at no point in all of this process does Aiken stop this and say, okay, wait, wait, it's me, it's me, it's me, right? He waits until it gets down to him. I mean, imagine being Aiken, knowing what you've done, Right, we're going to find out what he's done. Hopefully you're reading this the 10 times in 10 weeks. You already know what he's done. This is not going to be a surprise to you. No spoilers here. There shouldn't be any spoilers with the 10 week Bible study because I'm encouraging you to read it over and over and over again. You've read ahead. You know what's happening. But uh, Achan is watching as, okay, the tribe of Judah is chosen. Oh, gee. You know, and then uh, the clan of the Zerahites are chosen. Mm, this is not looking good. That's my clan, right? And then Zimri was chosen. That's his family unit. He's like, oh boy. Oh boy. At no point, he's still, even when his family's chosen and they're bringing everyone forward and he's in this line of men in the family, he still doesn't stop it and say, oh, okay, Joshua, it's, it's me. It's me. He knows he's done this. Maybe he thinks, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only guy. Maybe other people have done this too. And maybe what I took isn't as bad as what everyone else took. And so the Lord's angry with them. Maybe, right? It's like the same kind of thing like with, you, you kind of wonder, like when Jesus is like, one of you is going to betray me. And all of the disciples are like, oh my, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Like, so all of the people in Achan's family are probably at this point like, what did I did? man, like I'm really nervous. Like they don't know what's going on. None of these people know what's going on. Aiken and all of his like brothers and, and relatives and family members from this family, they're all standing in line waiting for the lot to be cast for them. And they're like, Oh man, did I, 
what did I do? Did I screw up? Cause it'd be me. I don't know. I don't, and Aiken's like sitting there thinking, man, I hope other people did this too. Cause this could be really bad for me. All right. So you got all of those dynamics going on and Aiken never stands up. I, I've just got to imagine that he's hoping that someone else has done something worse or that's how he's justified it to himself. But it actually takes it coming to him and the lot being cast. I mean, even while the lot's being cast, the Bible doesn't tell us this. Maybe he did, but the Bible didn't tell us. And so I don't think that he did. He doesn't stop the lot being cast. Okay, listen, it was me. It was me. It's me. Maybe the Lord would have had mercy on him. Maybe not, but maybe the Lord would have had mercy on him if he had repented. If he had repented before all this came to him. Who knows? Verse 20. Achan replied, it is true. I've sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I've done. When I saw on the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. This is not a small amount of money. This is a lot of money, a lot of gold and a lot of silver and and the robe, right? <clears throat> and so he's, he's taking a lot. Um... I kind of wonder when he like takes this, I, I don't know that this is necessarily the amount of gold and silver that he can just carry by himself and, and make away with maybe, maybe they're taking wheelbarrows full of stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, cause they're, they're all definitely carting this stuff out of the city, right? They're not, not touching it. They're grabbing it, but then they're turning it over to Joshua and the Levites for care in the, the, the coffers of the Levites essentially. And so it might not look so odd for him to be carrying. Maybe he had like a giant cart full of all the gold and silver that he, he found. And it's like this one house. He's like, I'm going to keep this for myself. No one's going to miss it. So he takes a little bit of that, digs it. And he knows he's done wrong, right? He knows he's done wrong because he's, he's dug a hole in his tent to hide this stuff. And it's all there. Verse 22. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and there it was hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. They took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites and spread them out before the Lord. Then Joshua, together with all Israel, took Achan, son of Zerah, the silver, the robe, the gold bar, his sons and daughters, his cattle, donkeys and sheep, his tent and all that he had to the valley of Achor. Joshua said, why have you brought this trouble on us? The Lord will bring trouble on you today. Then all Israel stoned him. And after that, they stoned the rest. And after they had stoned the rest, they burned them. Over Achan, they heaped up a large pile of rocks, which remains to this day. And the Lord turned from his fierce anger. Therefore, that place has been called the Valley of Achor ever since. So they named it after this event. <clears throat> um, man, what else can you say? Joshua warned them not to do this. And they've already all said, if anybody disobeys Joshua, we're going to kill him. Right? So, so these consequences, not like Achan didn't know what could possibly happen. These consequences were laid out there. He can't plead ignorance. And everyone in his family suffers for this. I mean, everything in his family suffers for this. Again, the Lord has mercy. He is mostly mercy. 
But like he told Moses, there's times where I reserve the right to not show mercy. And this is one of those cases. I think you can kind of see this in new things that the Lord is doing, like when the Lord is is birthing and breathing life into the church, what Ananias and Sapphira did, the Lord didn't tolerate it. When he's bringing the people of Israel into the promised land, he's not going to tolerate this. And he, he, you know, it says that he has fierce anger over this right after they come into the promised land. And he, he doesn't tolerate it for a second. <clears throat> I don't, I've heard people try to make analogy to this and corollaries to this. Saying, well, if you do this and this and this, well, then the Lord is going to turn against you like he did against Achan. I don't think you can say that. I don't think that there's a thing that you can do, some sin that you can commit. Some, there's nothing that you can do or, 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 or be involved with like this where someone can definitively say, you know, that is why the Lord caused this to happen. Or that's why this is going on. I've seen people use this scripture to say, well, you're having bad luck in business or, you know, your child died because you did the same kind of thing that Achan did. I think that is very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Now, if there is some kind of revelation that the Lord speaks and gives very clearly, and I mean, with the same kind of clarity that Joshua gets here, um, I mean, that's a different story. If the Lord is giving very clear revelation as to what happened and why there's, there's bad things going on in your life, then, then yeah, take that seriously. But I don't think we can say, well, something bad happened to you. And so you must've sinned like Achan. You've done something and you're hiding it. Fess up. Right. I don't know that that's, that's not biblical. And that's not what we can take away from this story. People are always, there, there's, there's, there's always this desire to like, well, what, how does this apply to my life today? What does this mean? And, and I've seen people take that as an application to their life. What I think we can understand from this, again, is like I've said multiple times already, the Lord is mostly merciful, but he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be. And when we sin, Almost always, the Lord is merciful to us. But he reserves the right to not be merciful whenever he wants, and that's up to him. Now, when we are covered with the blood of Jesus, that still doesn't change. Now, it doesn't mean that if if we've given our life to Jesus and then we sin, there may just be that one thing that we do and the Lord's like, I'm going to smite that person. They're dead and gone and now they go to hell forever. That's that's not the same thing, right? When we believe in Jesus, you know, our sins are covered. We will face the Lord. When we face the Lord, it won't be like all of my sins, but that one were covered, and because of that one, like Jesus didn't want to cover that with his blood. And so I'm, I get, I'm, I go to hell now. It's not how that works. It's not how that works. But there are times where we fall into sin and there are consequences that we bear because of it. There are times where, you know, the Lord just, 
it feels like, you know, people stumble and it's like the Lord does not have mercy on those people. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about? You've seen these kinds of things like, holy cows, like, you know, these people get away with this forever and this person does it once and man, they get the book thrown at them kind of thing. That's life. And that's kind of how the Lord operates. But it doesn't mean that if we're believers, we're following in Jesus. And then, you know, we see someone stumble or we stumble like this and it's like, you know, game over for some reason. It doesn't mean that the Lord is saying, um, they are reprobate. They're going to hell. I don't want to, that, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. When we, when we walk with the Lord, when we have given our heart to Jesus, then we are going to be with him. We can have confidence in the blood of Jesus that it covers our sin. Now, the caveat to that, and the scripture makes this very clear, the difference is if our faith is in Jesus, meaning we walk with him in an attitude of repentance, like we walk in humility, and when we sin, we confess and we run back to him. That's one thing. It's a completely different thing when we stumble in sin and we're like, you know, it's not really that bad. Other people are doing much worse. Other people do the same thing. God's not angry with them. I don't think the Bible really says that this is a sin, so it's fine, right? When we start making apology for our sin, we're like, yeah, it's fine. God doesn't really see it that way. That's when we're like, okay, Jesus, I don't really need your blood to cover my sin. That's a different thing entirely, a different thing entirely, right? So, I like to make that distinction for people that can, can get confused about, Oh my gosh, if I send like Achan and is God going to smite me? It's like, it's not exactly like that. It's not exactly like that. So I don't like to read this and have people take away the wrong conclusions, but <laughs> the Lord definitely reserves the right to treat our sin. Like he did with Achan. Although it's not normal. It's not normal. And even if the Lord, uh, quote unquote, throws the book at us, it doesn't mean that like we've lost our salvation somehow and we're going to hell. That's not what that means. Not what that means. But with that, I want to give the warning of we never as believers start making excuses for our sin. And start saying, well, it's not that big a deal. Or God doesn't see it. Everybody sins. Everybody's broken. So it's it's okay that I'm I'm kind of stuck in this. Or that, you know, it's like all of those kinds of things. That is like super popular right now. The the way that we're talking about it. People have done that forever. That's nothing new, but it's like it's 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 an infection in the church today. And that is death to your soul. There is only one lifestyle for the Christian, and that is humility and repentance. That's it. That's all we've got. There is no, well, it's not that bad, or the Bible doesn't really say that this is, no, 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 never, never, never. No Christian can say that. No, we we humbly submit ourselves to the blood of Jesus, and that's it. So no matter what sin you have committed, repent and run back to the Lord. Even if the Lord deals harshly with you, there is still forgiveness. There is still repentance. There is the Lord is still for you. Never forget that. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. 
Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.